0: It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF. Hello and welcome to the
1: first Gabby AF of 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. It's just so exciting. And we've had some pretty amazing guests the past few weeks, from Mickey James to Deanna Perrazzo to Eddie Kingston. If you haven't listened to them, go back and have a listen because they're pretty awesome. But, I mean, there are some things that have happened this week that I think I need to talk about. I got to give you guys, I got to talk to my friends here and talk to my people on Gabby IF because, you know, maybe some exciting things have happened that we do need to talk about and we're starting the new year off with a bang. So, it's just me today and producer Tony across the way who's gotta who's coming in strong with me. So, let's get started. So many exciting things to happen. So many exciting things to kick off this new year. And we got to start, I don't know, what do we think, Monday night with the return of a pretty big name?
0: I mean, can you smell, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Remember that? No?
1: Holy shit. Like, there were the rumors swirling, you know what I mean? And then you had the returning champ and then Jinder walks out and everybody's like, (laughs) oh my god, the gasps of Jinder because they all thought it was going to be The Rock and he came out. And I actually think he did a great job with like getting a lot of heat on himself and doing like the long-winded promo and everyone booing and being disappointed that it wasn't who they thought it was gonna be. And then boom, the fucking music for the Rock hits. And I was sitting at home watching with my roommate and I I kid you not, we're watching and she goes, holy shit. And I was like, dude, that's how I feel. Like you said it before me. And I will never not get goosebumps when The Rock comes out and I hear the reaction from the fans wherever he is because it's so overwhelming and it's just such an exciting thing to witness. Even from home, it's like you're there because you can feel it erupting. And it was awesome. Like It was amazing. It was so cool that that was raw day one and you're gonna start off the year with The Rock just showing up. And then he hit that promo And he finished by saying, you know, where am I going to go? Maybe I'll sit at the head of the fucking table. He didn't say that. He didn't curse. I curse because that's how excited I got with what he said. But, I mean, I just can't believe that that's how we're starting the year and that there's a real possibility that we're going to see The Rock at WrestleMania this year, possibly facing Roman Reigns and... There's a lot of mixed reviews on people saying, like, well, what about Cody? What's going on with this? You know, I think that there's still a lot of time to make it make sense. I also think we shouldn't jump the gun just yet because he mentioned it, but it doesn't mean we're definitely going to get it. You know what I mean? They're good at giving us the teases because – Everyone loves a good tease, that's I mean everyone likes you, that. you
0: said you that they didn't curse you know who did curse was probably Cody Rhodes and any Cody Rhodes uh fan that was expecting the story to be finished at WrestleMania. Uh not that we're still not gonna get that. Um I think that's still very much better. to play. We better. I mean, I think that's 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 the story. We gotta see Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I just wanna know. Do you, do you put Rock and Roman at Perth in Australia? Do we get that match night one WrestleMania? Where, where do you think they go with this possible Roman-Rock match?
1: I mean, if that's the story they're building on, I don't see how you can't have that at WrestleMania because that business-wise, nothing makes more sense than Rock and Roman. Rock, I mean, within that, more the next morning, he was already over a million views of him just showing up on Raw Day One. Like, you're going to talk about, like, just household names, business bringing in. Like, that's Rock Roman. That's what people have been chomping at the bit for even since WrestleMania last year when it was, like, a, a little rumor flying. So, like, I don't think it would make sense to put it anywhere else besides WrestleMania. But... I'm also a newer fan, right? So do I know who The Rock is? Yes. That wasn't my guy growing up. Whereas my guys right now that I'm obsessed with and I watch are the Cody Rhodes, are the, the Roman Reigns, are the Rhea Ripley's. Like these are the people that I've watched my entirety of being a fan. So that's where my investment lies. Of course, I know who The Rock is, and it's it's an amazing thing in the John Cena's of the world, and like, yeah, they're amazing, but I don't deem it necessary for me to be excited to watch WrestleMania to have The Rock there. I And I just think with how heavy the WWE is hitting right now, with Punk being back, Randy Orton's return, like, you have so many big players that I don't think it's needed no. to do well. Like, I really don't. Like, I... I, I just think Cody is the fucking guy. Cody's the guy. the guy.
0: And you mentioned business. I mean, that's the thing. WrestleMania, WrestleMania sells itself. You don't really. You don't, they can sell out a WrestleMania right now, generally without even announcing a match. Right? They announce it a year in advance. Right. They already start selling tickets. You've made your money on Mania. Obviously, you obviously you're not selling pay per views anymore. You're selling Peacock subscriptions for the PLES. Right. But there is a big show in Australia. You do need to sell out, and that you do need to sell tickets, and that's a really big stadium. And I know that doesn't mean as much to us here in America. But again, WWE is a worldwide property, and they're always trying to expand. I think people the would be pissed. Who would be pissed?
1: You don't think people would be pissed if it was if in they Australia? They buying t- WrestleMania tickets, and they didn't see Rock. Ah, uh,
0: but do you still get the Rocks doing something else at WrestleMania, or is it just a one-time thing?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's the question, right? He all Rock did was show yeah. up. And make that one mention of it, so we don't know what's to come next. What I do know are the people that I see on my screen every week, and that's Cody Rhodes, that's CM Punk now, that's these big players that I'm getting excited. About. I like what's going on with Drew McIntyre. I love the shit with Judgment Day and Damian Priest. So, like I, these big players of what's happening, we haven't even hit the Rumble yet to see who's going to win that and and move on for and uh, you know what I mean for a championship opportunity at WrestleMania. So there's so much that can happen from this but i will say and this is my opinion this is how i feel i know why rock roman makes sense but they're going to have to do a lot to make me as emotionally invested in that as i would be in cody winning yeah
0: and i think i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of the same feedback cuz again you like you mentioned A lot of the WWE fans now did not grow up watching The Rock. It's this... And and Cody is the guy. I mean, look at Cody. Look at all the children at the arenas with the signs. I
1: can't. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was telling you. I went to the holiday show um, at MSG and it was first of all amazing experience <laughs> like i haven't been to msg in a minute i haven't been to a wwe show that wasn't wrestlemania since 2019 when wwe made the return to msg and i went to like a random smackdown and i didn't even really sit in the stands because i went um with mark and we were like backstage that's when mark worked with the yeah. wwe so like that's how long ago it was and we went backstage and it was kind of just more of a learning experience for me because i had just really gotten my my job. And so it was very different. Cause I didn't know a lot. Undertaker was there. Okay. That was at that show. And that was,
0: I, I was like, in the stands. I was show? at the, in the stands. I wasn't backstage. I wasn't big time.
1: And I remember I was backstage <laughs> and the wrestlers were like, get in the stands for the undertaker. Oh, yeah. And I remember I watched it and I was like, what is this? And this is going to be my life for the rest of my life. Like that was when I knew shit was cool. And that's how long it's been. So I didn't know what to expect. And I brought my friend who's like a casual fan. very casual like she used to watch doesn't really watch anymore and that the energy of that show the amount of children I saw at that show it was first of all sold out packed arena just everything like the chance for Rhea like the when Jay Uso came out I've never seen someone get a crowd on their feet moving like Jay did because they're so into Sami Zayn like they fucking love them and That was amazing. But of course, you know, and and obviously Punk was there. That was great. But Cody comes out, and there's just nobody like Cody. And I'm not saying that because we all know how I feel about Cody, and I love that man, and I think he's an amazing person. But, like, I don't see anybody anywhere – as beloved and as much of a face for a company as Cody Rose is, and what he does for the kids, stopping as he walks in and out, taking pictures, and like we left the um, we left MSG and we walk around the corner, we're going to like a bar and we're going to go hang out, and I'm like the line of people right outside where the the stars were superstars were leaving children being held up in the air to have things signed that cody Rhodes was standing out in the cold after he had just wrestled after he had just been there all day and they're traveling to boston the next day like they were not there you know flying home like relaxing like they were going to the next holiday show right away he's standing out in the cold and he is Signing children, signing Signing autographs, taking pictures, doing everything. Signing signing the children. People (laughs) were like, "This, I'm literally not. I'm not kidding." People were like, "Give me your kids and pass them forward if you want something signed," because Cody was standing out there. I don't even know how long he was there for, but he was there for a while because it was a while that we had walked by. And there's nobody I've seen, and I've been to a lot of companies, a lot of shows. Like there's nobody like Cody Rhodes, and that man needs to be a champion because he is a champion even without a belt or without a title, like he's just the, he is the guy. Look at what just happened. And this is also a side note, and I told you about this, but you know, I I don't know.
0: Again, this is the story that you've been telling now for almost two years. Uh, Again, going back to his WrestleMania debut against Seth Rollins, tearing the bicep, you know, failing against Roman last year, I think, the the consensus among most WWE fans is they want to see cody finish the story and again you're building a new generation of fans right now cody's going to be their guy
1: no you're i completely agree and speaking of children i don't know if you saw this on social media the other day but with the wrestling club which is um it's like a club in this middle school in brooklyn that's Awesome and it's amazing. And they watch a lot of pro wrestling. And sometimes there's a lot of videos where the wrestlers go and talk to the kids, which are like my favorite videos ever because the kids cry and like they're so excited and it's just amazing. But they put out a tweet that they're like trying to sell and donate like popcorn because they are trying to go to WrestleMania 40. And lo and behold, I see speaking of Cody Rhodes and what we're saying, and Cody Rhodes is for the kids, Cody literally quote tweets. And says, I could buy a bunch of popcorn or I could just tell you, I got your tickets and hotels, you're going to WrestleMania 40. I saw that and I was like, give this man every title possible. Like, how do you not love him? Like, it's just not even normal how much he does for pro wrestling without just being a great pro wrestler, which he is. And being great on the mic, which he is. And showing up every week. And just, he is the ultimate babyface champion that I want to see, and he deserves that time now more than ever. And I don't think anyone can carry this company better than Cody Rhodes. And I, no matter what happens with The Rock, with Roman, whatever, throw it all at me, I won't be happy until Cody Rhodes is my champion in WWE. I just... It's just, that's simple. That's simple. I'm
0: not going to lie. As much as we need to see Cody beat Roman and finish the story, I also wouldn't be opposed to seeing Cody beat The Rock. Is that something that's out there? A
1: thousand fucking percent. Guess what? Let, you know what would be even better? Triple threat. Let Roman beat The Rock. (laughs) Let Roman beat The Rock. Because I think it makes sense for Roman to beat The Rock if you want to make Roman out to be this guy. Because if he loses to The Rock, there was no point of the bloodline, in my opinion, because you're not the best. And what was the point of you holding on to it as long as you did? He has to beat The Rock, and then guess what? Have Cody beat fucking Roman then, and be like, guess what? Okay, not only am I the best, I just beat you, which means I ultimately beat The Rock, too, because you just beat him. Why not? Why not? Make Cody even make Cody even bigger than he is. And then, like, have The Rock be like, well, you didn't beat me. And then let him beat The Rock again. I don't give a shit. But I want Cody to win everything.
0: <laughs> everything. I want it all. so So you think Cody – That
1: man deserves the world. I, he
0: does deserve the world. And I think – it's funny because I don't think we've come into a Royal Rumble season where there's so many possible outcomes like this since maybe like the Attitude right. Era where you had a Stone Cold, a Rock, a Triple H – Kurt Angle, like where it could literally be any of those guys winning. We again it could be Cody Rhodes. It could be the Randy Orton. It Punk. could be CM Punk. It could be The Rock. It could be, I mean.
1: what well, we don't even know what surprises are gonna show up. It could be any <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't I don't know what other people are gonna throw into the mix because you know there's Andrade there, Andrade's going back to the WWE apparently. Like there's so many things happening and exciting things happening, which is a great time to be a fan I hate saying that because it's such a cliche just a great time but what a time to be alive what a time to be a pro wrestler
0: now you you were at the holiday show you got to see a pretty historic moment CM Punk's first WWE match in a decade you you were there what was that like what was that energy like
1: I mean the crowd loved him he looked great I thought um it, it, it was awesome. And he cut the promo after his match, which didn't, obviously, it wasn't live. It didn't air. But he said, like, um, I'm just, like, you, you think you think this is me telling my story, but, like, I'm just getting started. And he mentioned, he said he's going to win the Rumble and he's going to go to WrestleMania. That's what he said. And I kind of believe him at some points because I want Cody to win the Rumble, obviously, but I, I don't know. And then you see Punk come out and you see the reactions from the fans and everyone's like, he's winning. I was ta- I was sitting next to people. This is also why I love going to wrestling shows because – Fans want to talk about what they think is going to happen. Everyone has the answers, you know? And I made friends with the people next to me. And they were like, punks winning the Rumble. And I was like, you think so? And they were like, 100%. Like, they were so set. And then he came out, and I was like, maybe they're right, you know? But then I see Cody on Raw, and I'm like, Cody's winning the Rumble. And it's one of those things where it's like, what do you really want to see happen? Because if the story's good, I don't give a shit who wins and does this. Because if it makes sense, I want it to make sense. But... It's. I mean, who do you, do you think it's going to be? Cody. You think it's going to be? Punk?
0: Oh my god! Because again, that's not. You don't necessarily need to win the Rumble to get a world title shot because there are two. Right. And I think a lot of people assume we're going to see CM Punk Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, yes. and we've already gotten that tease with the promo in the ring. So does does Punk need to win the Rumble to set up that match? And to me, does the Rock. Shouldn't The Rock have to kind of earn a title match? How does he get to just, you know, well, I don't know thing. how I feel that's about people thing. just cutting he's the line. Rock. Well, he's The Rock, but if he just gets to cut the line. I feel like he should have to been a, a minute since he's wrestled in a WWE ring. I mean, does The Rock need to win the Rumble to face Roman? I would love to see The Rock show up at the Rumble. I don't know about you. I want to see a final four of The Rock, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, and LA Knight, and really have the crowd guessing, man, this could go and either anyone could win this at this moment because you can build a story. I get it. it.
1: I think I'm in the minority when it comes to LA Knight because people are obsessed with him. Like he comes out and it's the chance. are Everyone loves yeah. him. And I don't dislike him, but he's just not at the level of emotional investment that I have for Cody, that I have for what well, I want to see what's going on in Punk, that I have for Orton, that you know what I'm saying, that I have for Roman. And what's interesting too is if Cody does win, I think the kind of champion we're going to see is so different than what we've been seeing with Roman. Like we don't see Roman every week. We don't even see Roman wrestle all the time. Like Cody's a workhorse. He's wrestling. He's promoing. He's doing signing. Like he's everywhere. He's involved in everything. So at what point, and at what point are you going to say, that's who we're putting the company on the back of? Because Roman's fucking amazing. And he's awesome. When I watch him, but I don't see him all the time. So how much longer can I be invested in you as, like, unless you're going to switch it up. But, like, if it's Rock Roman, that's going to be the biggest thing for what we're going to see moving forward. But, I mean, I Roman, to me, is starting to become, like, I'm – I'm giving in to the people that are starting to get mad that we don't see yeah. him all the time. Cause I wasn't always that person. I was like, he's such a strong champion. We don't have to see him all the time. But when you see these other people putting in the work of, and really growing as a face of the company, I would rather them hold the title than someone like. Growing. Yeah.
0: I mean, you and I were both up in uh at WrestleMania last year. And I think we were both just completely, speechless when we saw Cody not beat Roman last year. I think that felt like yeah. that felt like the moment that night, his wife and kids were in the crowd. I, oh, sure. I, I I feel like you can't pass on that moment again. It's Cody's time. We've talked a lot about Cody today, but that's because this is the guy that's going to carry the company into the next, I think, decade as the the guy. Like the, they're, they're looking for their next Cena, their next Roman, their next, this, it's Cody. And we can't have The Rock coming around ruining these plans. We just can't have it.
1: I know. Like who does The Rock think what he you is? Think he you know is? what I'm saying? Like <laughs> and here's the thing too. Who does he think he is coming back as fucking jacked as he is? I was okay. And that's just a side note. Everyone that's been returning to WWE has been looking so like jacked up. I can't even take it. First Orton, which I love. But AJ Styles co- came back too looking like holy shit. He's been like insanely working out because he was jacked up and then you got the rock and I'm like, the rock has trap muscles on his traps. Like I've never seen anything like it. And I was dying. Cause I'm like, like, this is my kind of, pe- these are my kind of wrestlers that I like to see. You know what I mean? Like, but also like how old is the rock?
0: Oh man. He's gotta be around 50. Right. I mean, are we, are we going to age him here. I mean, it's just a number, I right? Mean, he,
1: he doesn't age no. to me, but he's 51, 51 years old. 50 one
0: i mean nick aldis like, is the gm I, of smackdown now he also happens to own a supplement company i don't know can we put some math together maybe a little legacy subs helping out the roster listen, there <laughs> nick aldis
1: is also jacked up but most like, jacked gm Newark ever we haven't seen in a no. while and like i understand he's he's in hollywood and he's doing these things that he has like the image of being that way but i haven't seen any like i haven't seen him like out and about in a while to really see how big he is and I like forget you know and then he came out and I was like Jesus like holy shit he makes some of these guys look like boys which is just insane to me like so it's just funny but it's gonna be my favorite kind of rumble where I think there's gonna be a lot of meaty men in the mix and that's <laughs>
0: a lot of me I a lot of man meat.
1: T- you got Drew McIntyre Damien Priest is a big boy like G- Gunther obviously but I am always a big fan of the big boys. That's my kind of matches, and that's my kind of rumble, and I'm excited for it. Not to mention, if we want to talk about it, we'll get into the women and the strong women that we're going to see because Rhea is a beast. Like Even I forget until I see her in person and I saw her at the holiday show and just how fucking over Rhea is because she had a match with Ivy Nile and and, um, Shayna Baszler, and before they even got – it was a triple threat. Obviously, Rhea was coming out last. She's the champion. Before they even got to announcing Rhea, the crowd was chanting mommy. She's so strong. She's just so fucking aggressive. I love her so much. I never. I don't want to see her lose ever. That's just how I feel about it. So whoever she's up against at Mania, like, I just hope she wins. I don't even care who it is. But then now, too, on Raw, we had that great match between Nia and Becky where Nia got one of the biggest wins, I think, of her career that i've seen like be- beating becky and it was a good fucking match and naya looked awesome and naya is also another powerful woman so i'm like seeing these kind of people on my screen every week it's really making me happy to see because growing up as like a female who maybe didn't have like you know the perfect body or the stereotypical body and like kind of really being more of an athletic build i love seeing these women getting the shine and doing so well because it has to be good as a role model for other young girls watching. And there's like a lot of young girls that watch the WWE. And you know you have a daughter, it's kind of cool to see these different body types like shining and doing so well, because it's, it's, it's 2024. There's just so many cool things happening right now that I, the Rumble, which is so close, which is my favorite pay-per-view, I say this all the time, is going, like I don't know how people aren't gonna watch it. You could be a fan or not of WWE, I don't know how you don't watch the Rumble. It's just so fun and it's so exciting. I want to do like a live watch party or something.
0: I think we than. should. I, we should put this out for the listeners because uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been part of a Royal Rumble pool. I don't know if you've ever been part of a Royal Rumble pool. Uh,
1: I've never. Okay, even well,
0: no. maybe that's. A,
1: Is that like betting? It's and stuff?
0: like, like eh, it's kind of like fantasy football betting. It's like so. Again, yeah. it's you set up a list of. I, I I mean I have to go through the official book. I haven't done one of these in a long time, but you basically predict when people are coming out in the Rumble. Uh, kind of like it's more like a like Super Bowl squares, I think. It's probably the more yeah. apropos. So maybe we do a live watch along. Maybe a little Royal Rumble pool. Maybe there's a giveaway. I don't know. Let's uh let's get some feedback. Let us know. Yeah, know #GabyAF.
1: Do. do you want me to just videotape me and my friends drinking, watching the Rumble, and see our reactions?
0: <laughs> live YouTube, that a little live YouTube, in live Instagram. Like,
1: yeah, and we can make, like, a drinking game of it and, like, take a shot. If this person shows up, take a shot if this person wins or take a sip of this. Like, listen, I always love a good drinking game. I don't know. And you don't have to drink to no. enjoy. But just makes things way more fun, if you ask me. But it's – and I, I always have a Rumble, like, party at my house, like a pre-party, because I do have some casual fans that are friends. I have friends that are fans. Um, but I always tell my friends, I'm like, if you don't like wrestling, watch the Rumble. Yeah. Because – Even when I watched the Rumble and I didn't know about a lot of people coming back, when you see the reactions of the people in the crowd, it makes you excited or, like, it makes you hyped up because you see how hyped up they are. And it's just such a cool time to watch wrestling and to get into it, in my opinion. I just love it so much. Maybe we'll do something. Let me know what you guys want us to do for sure. Reach out and hashtag GabbyAF and tag me. And let me know, and we'll figure something out. We got a couple weeks, so I was gonna say,
0: would you, what are your surprise? You have any surprise predictions for the Rumble, or should we save that for a later show? Maybe that's uh, maybe that's something that
1: <sighs> we gotta wait a, wait a little. bit. bit. Maybe a week of I'll give some I'll give some per- my predictions because I'm still teetering on some stuff, and we still got a couple more Raws and a couple more Smackdowns before it happens. So I mean, another thing that just happened. Speaking of which, you know, we just spoke to Diana Perrazzo. I was actually at AEW Dynamite last night because it was Jersey. You're welcome great jersey crowd by the way because jersey does everything right but pizza Pizza and bagels and pro wrestling (laughs) but that like debut of diana in AEW rocked the house like i was so happy for her she looked fucking amazing and i thought the way that they executed it was perfect you had the mariah may debut which people were anticipated and she beat queen Amanada, who i also love by the way but and that was a great match and you knew mariah may was gonna win it was her debut with aew and then she's talking shit about jersey as everyone likes to do and then out comes our jersey girl diana perrazzo and it was Perfect. It was a perfect spot. Her promo hit. She's coming after Tony, which I fucking love because why not? You know what I mean? You need somebody like a big player like Deanna who's been around, who has the experience, who's fucking awesome. And it's a great pick for a pickup for AEW and Tony Khan. Deanna Perrazzo can really, really contribute a lot to that women's division. And I'm excited to see what she's gonna do. And this is what I want if she builds up this feud with her and Tony, because I think it could be really great. And when she wins, because she's from Jersey and she will win, welcome back Britt Baker. Are you going to be friends with the champion, or are you going to now go up against your best friend who's the champion? I mean, we because that that'll be interesting because Britt's in she's out for a little bit, and I want to see if it's going to be all fun and games, or if you're going to be like, uh, bitch, this is my title, this is my company, who do you think you are, or let's pretend to be friends. And see what happens. I going
0: to say, there's no better test to a friendship than seeing uh, a supposed friend of yours come in and maybe steal a little bit of your shine, a little bit of your spotlight. Uh, again, is Brick going to be happy to see Deanna Perrazzo in the title picture when she's been uh, notably absent from it for quite a while now? Uh, is she going to try to side, you know, side up with her, kind of like she did with Jamie Hayter and try to you know, glean some of that championship shine off of her? We, You know... We got a lot of possibilities. I, I Hey, listen, as a fellow paisan, very happy to see Deanna Perrazzo. She was lighting it up over in TNA Impact. And I'm sure a lot of people were... If you were sleeping on her in TNA Impact, you're in for a treat now because I think it's the greatest right. signing, in my opinion, for the women's division in AEW history. So I,
1: yeah, I mean, I think I would agree that it's probably the best signing when it comes to the women's division, for sure, for AEW. Because there's so much... You can do with her now and there's so much she's she's a veteran to me and what she did when she was released by the wwe with tna and with impact like she completely reinvented herself she made the virtuoso what it was so now i'm just so happy for her because like you know she's such a good person and i say this and i say this about a lot of people but i actually don't say this about a lot of people um i'm blessed to know these people personally but you know she deserves this more than anything because she will shine in aew and in a division where they're bringing up newer stars but you kind of need people like diana to get in the ring with them and you know make them better and also shine on their own in themselves after what they've done i don't think there was a lot left for her to do no. in impact like i think she kind of did everything that she could and she loved impact and you could tell every tweet from the women in Impact, were emotional, were happy for her, and they love her because she's beloved. And that's how close they were in the company. But business is business, and you have to sometimes move on for yourself to shine in the best ways that you can. And I think it's a great, great move for her, and it's a great move for AEW. And the way they went with it with her in New Jersey was just the cherry on top because it was perfect. And she looked amazing. And I'm excited to see how Tony's going to respond back to the Jersey girl because... Tony's also hilarious, and it's not Wendy Richter no. like she wanted in the press conference. But it's Diana fucking Perrazzo, okay? So don't mess with the Jersey girl. Don't piss us off.
0: Was Wendy we was come, Wendy come Richter back. a Jersey girl? I want to go back and look now because maybe that was a hint. Oh, shit. That's a, that's. A, Probably not, but I that would have been a nice little there's no I was red. gonna say that'd have been a nice little Easter egg, like if that was a little tease like a fellow Jersey girl, but Oh she's from Texas. Eh, well, way off. Okay, Texas. so way off. There you go. But I I mean no, I mean Deanna Perrazzo, two time knockout of the year, again, multiple just like high level matches with a Mickey James, with a Tasha Steeles, with a Jordan Grace, with Trinity. I mean, again, like you said, there's not much more for her to accomplish there. Right. AEW's women's division has needed this kind of like shot in the arm, in my opinion. And you're bringing for in. Sure. You've got women like Taya. You've got women like Tony Storm. I mean, they've got a really, really deep women's roster. And now I'm very excited to see again what a Diana Perazzo brings to the table because now you know you're going to get a high quality match anytime she steps in the ring. Yeah. And listen, I'm always for Italian American representation. i a- O. Oh, I'm going to be posting that yeah. m- that meme a lot. And I mean, she was amazing to have on our show uh, two weeks ago.
1: Forget Tommy Cutlet. Tommy Cutlet's out. Diana okay. Cutlet. Who- this is for Diana
0: fucking Deanna Cutlets.
1: Everyone knows her best friend is Britt Baker in real life. Everybody knows this and we're missing Britt. We're missing Jamie Hayter. Like, you know, I don't know what, what's going to be going on with thunder down that the Rosa, back, but there's so many things that can happen. But for me, always the emotional investment because I'm a girl, the best friend angle is always my favorite thing to do. So, and I think they kind of, even with Britt before she took the time off, And she was doing a lot. Britt was kind of doing everything every week. And she's kind of been up against everybody. And it's all kind of, you know, what were they going to be coming back with Britt for? She's the DMD. Everybody knows her. And she was such a big part of the women's division. Now you can do something new and refreshing with her. I think it's going to really, really, I don't want to say refresh, but it's going to be like a nice spark to do new things. And I think it's going to be awesome. And I think it's going to push other people in that division to do even better because they're going to be like, damn. You know, it's it, you you never got the the motivation to go until you someone comes in and really like hypes you up that you gotta do better. Deanna's one of those people because you don't wanna fuck with her because she knows what she's doing. So if there was ever time to be like, I gotta get my shit together and I really wanna come forward and do stuff, it's because you bring somebody like Deanna into the picture. So I'm excited. I think I think it's gonna be great. Things for her. I think twenty twenty-four is gonna be even bigger year for her.
0: We also have a very uh very big development in AEW. The Undisputed Kingdom. We got the reveal of the Devil, Adam Cole. Which, yeah. you know, I don't want to say that was the expected outcome of that. There were so many names tossed out there. Maybe the most logical one. I think a lot of people assumed.
1: I think it made the it most made sense. the most sense. It was. Praying.
0: I think a lot of people assumed MJF was going to be the one to turn on Adam Cole at some point. But uh, we, we yeah. if you've watched NXT and you remember Undisputed Era, we all know that uh, Adam Cole yeah. has that side to him. He's built himself yeah. a new stable of, you know. Heavy hitters. You've got Wardlow.
1: A whole, he's got himself a. He's kingdom. He's got himself
0: a kingdom. You've got a Matt Taven. You've got a so Mike main. Bennett. You've got Roddy Strong. I mean, what do we think? Undisputed Era versus Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah. Where, where, where do you where do you find the, the bigger faction? Here's the thing.
1: I don't. I don't hate it. I think Adam Cole is a natural heel. Like I think he's good at it. I think it's funny. Like not funny, obviously. But I do wonder how different it would have been if he didn't get hurt. Um, I think that would have been a completely different thing. but Because now he's sitting there and he's got these guys doing the dirty work for him. So I don't think that was obviously originally the plan. But, you know, I liked his promo that he cut last night. I do think it's interesting, like, the faction that is behind him. I love Matt Taven. I love Mike Bennett. Obviously, Roddy's his boy. But, you know, seeing Wardlow in another faction as, like, the muscle, I don't know how I feel about it because – I I just think Wardlow was so hot when he was on his own. He made the turn on MJF and he was so over. And I think they're trying to gain that momentum back. And I don't know if the story is going to end the same, right? Like, is he going to be the one to win it back from Samoa Joe possibly? And then Adam's like, all right, I'm ready. Give it to me. And he turns on Adam and Adam's the bad guy and Wardlow's the good guy. Like, is that where they're going with it? Because – I feel like for me, a faction always breaks up to a certain degree because someone turns on somebody, right? Isn't that kind of how it always goes and someone, if Adam's going to be the bad guy, someone's got to be the good guy and be, you know, the voice of the fans. If it's Wardlow again, I really, really hope they do it right this time because I don't think they did last time and it's a shame because his look, like how he is in the ring, his muscle, like how, like as a wrestler, that's a guy you, that could be a star. I will say I love seeing David and um, Bennett like every week because I think that they're an awesome team and I think they're really good. And I thought the shit they were doing with the next strong stuff was hilarious. Like I actually thought that was really getting over. And I think that's cool that they can do that and then turn around the next day and like be bad guys, because that's such a, it's just a cool thing to see. And like, Uh, So I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see fresh faces like that. And then another team that came back last night too, Private Party, got a great... I don't know if you could hear it when you were watching it because I know you were working at the same time. But Private Party returned last night and the reaction in Jersey was like huge for Private Party. Like it was a great reception for them to come back. And I just love that because it's 2024. I don't want to see the same people all the time. And I think like... It's going to make things interesting in the tag division. I really do. I think, you know, there's the FTRs always. There's the Hardys always, you know. But give me some young guys that you're building up because you're doing it well with the women's division. you got the Julia Hearts, the Sky Blues that you're bringing up. And, like, the last thing I will say is Eddie fucking Kingston. Eddie he fucking he was Kingston.
0: Win. Oh, man. We're...
1: The content of the How we not talking? to you're Eddie? listening, Eddie. Oh. I know. I, I, listen. This is what he does. I don't know if you heard my interview with Eddie last week. We basically just um, cursed at each other for 45 minutes. It's basically the best (laughs) interview I've ever done in my life. Best interview Eddie's probably ever done in his life. But we I literally, this guy, Saturday, I'm watching and I'm like, there's no way he's going to win. Like, you know, he, he didn't even really talk about it. Like, blah, blah, blah. This fucker wins the whole thing. The whole thing. Okay? And then, like, I just can't. I can't. Even Wednesday, he won to go to the pay-per-view, and I was like, okay, whatever, you know. He's, it's him and Moxley. You know, he's never beat Moxley, whatever. And then he beats Mox, and it's a whole thing. He's emotional. Everybody's emotional, and I'm like, Eddie fucking gigs man. I love him so much, and I loved seeing him last night, and he's got a match with Trent Thoretta, which I think will be great, and this is cool. I want to see Eddie every single week now. Ugh. Like, let him let him defend every week. I want to see a match from him every week. I just want to talk every week. He, and I say this to him, and I said this to him in the interview, like he doesn't realize how much people no. love him. That crowd, when Eddie came out last night, was Oh,
0: a tri-state area crowd. It, it almost like a hometown like, show.
1: Insane. Uh, exactly. But I feel like he gets that reception almost everywhere. Yeah. And he's like one of those where he comes out the whole crowd's excited and the whole crowd is like, they know it's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. Like, and he just comes out in his sweats and he's like, what's up? Uncle?" Cool. New York like, Knicks
0: hoodie. The Knicks yes. won last night. I mean, it was a listen. I mean, Eddie Kingston, you've known me now for about a year and I don't think I've gone probably one week without mentioning Eddie Kingston in some of our conversations because you know how much I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, I mean, like you said, the crowd loves him. When you, as a wrestling fan, you can relate to an Eddie Kingston, the King of the underdogs, you know, like he said himself. Uh, no better talker on the mic. No one that gets me more emotionally invested in AEW. I mean, to me, yeah, that's sure. if you that that is to me the one person I'm tuning in to see on AEW or Ring of Honor every weekend. And I, I honestly didn't think he was going to win either, just because of you know he's come so close so many times,
1: so many times, and it yeah. just seems
0: like maybe it's just not going to happen for him. But oh man, just just seeing his reaction to winning the title and seeing the crowd just show, you know, shower him with love, not just, you know, in the arena, but on social media and again, back on Dynamite. Uh, Again, if you haven't gone back, go back in our, uh, go back in our archives and listen to that interview. One of the funniest interviews I've ever got. I mean, I, I I feel like I was cracking you guys up with how I was cracking up off camera. Uh, Obviously you guys couldn't see me laughing, but man, I was just, I was laughing the entire time you guys were just literally trying to piss each other off the whole time.
1: It's amazing, and you can watch it on YouTube as well, Um, and it's almost funnier to watch it on YouTube because if you want to see our reactions to each other, it's pretty insane. Listen to it, and you can maybe think about it, but when you watch it, you're going to be like, this is absurd. And thank you so much for giving me all the positive feedback about it. I've gotten the most messages about that interview (laughs) than like any other, about like they think me and Eddie should have a sitcom together. They want him on once a month by the way i told him all of this and he said lol you wish so i don't know if that's ever going to happen guys but we could i could wish i could keep hoping you never know maybe if this podcast takes off i could be able to like pay him and he can come on once a month and we can just have a sitcom together you wouldn't even need a laugh track it would be
0: all natural laugh no
1: i would we would just be laughing oh and cursing goodness. the whole time so i'm glad you guys liked it because that's basically my life and i do hope you realize like this is how i talk to them outside of My podcast. Like, I want you guys to know I bring you in for these conversations as if we were all hanging out, talking together. And that's what I want for this show. And that's why I appreciate you guys listening because, you know, being a pro wrestling fan isn't always the easiest thing in the world, but we all are here for the same good cause of just making pro wrestling fucking cool again. And that's what I want to do. So I appreciate all of you listening. And I hope everyone has had a great new year. I hope 2024. Gabby AF is bigger than ever. Let's make this, like, show insane. Let me know what guests you want me to have on. Is there anybody you guys are chomping at the bit to talk to? Um, is there anything you want me to do a little bit more? Like, let me know. Hashtag Gabby AF, Tag me in it. I'm always open to everything. We're just getting started, guys. It's, like I said, we've, it's only been a couple months, which I can't even believe. But I'm having the best time, and I appreciate you guys listening. Let's make this the best year ever. Tony, as always, thank you so much for the time. And we will be back next week. But until then, L-Y-M-N-B and love you most, no backs. It's about to get Gabby A F.
0: We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.